Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to this episode of Kicks for Free, in which we discuss all things football. I'm Bhargav Sharma, and with me is Timan Sarkar. Messi. Diego Armando Maradona was more than just a footballer. For a generation that grew up watching him, Maradona was an emotion. He was the player that kids wanted to emulate on the playground. El Pibe de Oro, the golden boy, as he was known. Maradona scaled the kind of heights that not many footballers have. There are many who have won more trophies than Maradona, but very few had the kind of impact that he had or received the sort of adulation that he did. He led Argentina to the 1986 World Cup triumph, but he had an even bigger hand in Napoli's two Serie A crowns. Napoli had never won a Serie A title before Maradona, and they haven't won one in 30 years after their last victory. So it is no surprise why in both Argentina and Naples, he has an almost god-like following. Some call him Santa Maradona. There were many who were fortunate enough to watch Maradona during his playing days. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was not one of them. Uh, grainy footage on the internet is all I have of Maradona. But his presence in the sport is indelible. As the world pays farewell to the Argentine legend, me and Himan decided it would be a good time to talk about Maradona's legacy in the sport. Uh, Dhiman, let's begin with your earliest memories of Maradona. It was the kick on Batista. Uh, it was mm. the 1982 World Cup. And to my nine-year-old self, a Brazil-Argentina match was something to be savored. Mm. So what if the World Cup was over? I mean, I know it's, it's difficult for a lot of people to understand that now. But that mm. is how it was uh, in that time. So even highlights packages, which is what, where I saw Maradona for the first time, felt like the real deal. Hmm. So anyway, here I was, um, I, I saw Maradona landing a kick on Batista and being red carded. I also remember in that game, Raymond Diaz scoring with a screaming shot from long range, hmm. uh, a goal that was of no consequence really, because by then Brazil were 3-0 up. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, why was there so much fuss about this Maradona in the newspapers that, you know, this was supposed to be his World Cup. So, by then the World Cup had happened and, you know, Italy had won and all that. Hmm. But I was still thinking, you know, why was there so much fuss about this man? <laughs> uh, enlightenment, as they say, was four years away. Yeah, and uh, he lived up to the hype uh, in 1986. And Diman, uh, I remember the media frenzy when Maradona visited Kolkata in 2008. Uh, I mean, I was following it on TV And it was just amazing uh, looking at the people, the thousands of people who 
uh, went to the Salt Lake Stadium just to get a glimpse of Maradona. Uh, and you followed that visit from close range uh, and you were there also in Kolkata when Maradona returned in 2017. Uh, how were those experiences like for you? It was surreal, really. You know, mm. the media conference at the City Hotel had mm. over 100 people, I think. And mm. Now, Maradona might have been used to that, but we certainly were not. I mean, we, we are used to press conferences for sporting events having a lot of people, but this was 100 or more than that. Mm. It was being held in a lawn uh, at the hotel. Uh, and, uh, you know, because it was December, it was all right. So he took our questions for around 45 minutes, I think, mm. uh, in, during which he made his anti-USA stand clear, which was not surprising. <laughs> uh, but at the end of it all, you know, there was a ball that was placed on the days where he was uh, sitting he had been looking at the ball, but he was taking his our questions and stuff. And so the press conference went on smoothly. But at the end of it all, when the press conference ended, hmm. he couldn't resist himself. He looked at the ball and then he took it up, picked it up in his hands and he placed it on his forehead. Hmm. And as the ball did his bidding and sat quietly on his forehead, Maradona, his face pointed up, broke hmm. into a smile. At that point, the media applauded. I mean, I know there's a saying that there should be no supporters in the press box. And they are right. But this was Maradona, man. <laughs> and, you know, that, that evening, the visit to the Salt Lake Stadium, where he was mm. the guest for an exhibition match, too, was mm. an event. I mean, mm. people knew he wasn't playing. And by then, we'd been used to watching top flight football uh, on television. This is 2008. Mm. But they still packed the massive stadium. And this is a Salt Lake Stadium that was not the one that you see now, which had been redesigned the seating arrangements considerably lessened after that because of the yeah. 2017 Youth World yeah. Cup. So this yeah. was a Salt Lake Stadium that could hold around 100,000 people. Yeah. And there were 100,000 people there. And as he moved in a motorcade on the athletics track, yeah. seeing how much Kolkata adored him, he climbed to the roof of the car. And yeah. the stadium just shook. Yeah. The next day at Mohan Bagan ground, it seemed for a while he wouldn't step out because uh, you know he felt the crowd was too large. But yeah. eventually he did. So yeah. that visit 2008 was two, three days of absolute, absolute madness, but we loved it. Mm. The one in 2017 was considerably lower key because mm. by then I think he'd already visited Kerala twice, maybe mm. or at least once. And, and again, this was an event uh, which was being held at a school that was on the outskirts of the city. Mm. So the, the public were not, you know, there was not enough scope for the people to participate even if they wanted to. And he came and he made that visit memorable by playing football with Saurav Ganguly. Now, Ganguly mm. is an avowed Maradona fan and he's mm. been very open about it. Like mm. many, many Indians and people all over the world, 1986 changed a lot of things for us. And mm. it changed for Ganguly too, mm. who also plays a fairly mean game of football. So, mm. Ganguly is a Maradona fan and for him, it was a big deal. Mm. And he has always spoken about it. My biggest takeaway from the visit in 2017 was... You know, even though he looked visibly unwell, my biggest takeaway, he was a man who was in his 50s, when his late 50s, mm. and he had an almost childlike joy the moment he touched a football. I will keep that memory with me forever, I think. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely loved the sport, didn't he? And uh, I mean, it's, it's not very easy uh, to comprehend how much he's loved across the world, unless you see it for yourself. I mean, uh, yeah. Argentina fans still sing about him. At uh, every Argentina game, you'll see banners about him. There are songs being sung about him. 
Uh, and those mm-hmm. songs are not going to uh, stop even after his death. Uh, and I, I remember in 2018, uh, I followed every Argentina game at the World Cup uh, in Russia. And I saw the adulation that he got from Argentina fans from up close. I, I was in Kazan in the round of 16 game uh, where Argentina lost to France. And Maradona was seated just a few uh, rows ahead of us uh, where the press was seated. And so there were a few Argentina fans uh, around the area where he was seated. Right. And they were still at some distance uh, away from him. So they couldn't come click selfies with him. But whenever they asked him to pose for photos, he happily obliged. Uh, so he was undoubtedly the most popular man in the stands whenever he uh, attended games. I mean, I think that's pretty much true for every World Cup he's been part of. I mean, yeah. especially after he stopped being a player. Because I remember reading a story over the past few days, uh, somewhere that, you know, in the 1998 World Cup, so mm. Pele was holding a press conference. Uh, there were a group of reporters, like you see at the, I mean, it's just outside the media tribune or something. It's an informal press conference and reporters are standing with their notepads and stuff. And Pele is talking to them. Mm. There were a group of around 30, I'm told. Mm. And then suddenly all of them disappear. Pretty much all of them disappear. Mm. And then Pele is asking what happened, mm. and then someone says Maradona's arrived. So, <laughs> so, so you know that is that this was '98, and so the first time I went to a World Cup was in 2006, mm. and uh, all the way I was pinching myself, asking whether you know Hindustan Times is really sending me to Germany and all that. But that is another story. <laughs> it was a great experience. I mean, World mm. Cups are, mm. uh, and you know, 2006 they said it was a time to make friends, and it was true. Mm. Uh, but. I didn't meet either Pele or Maradona mm. in 2006. Mm. That changed in 2010. Mm. Now, Argentina were based in Pretoria and mm. I was at Johannesburg in the early part of the World Cup, which was some 100 kilometers away. Mm. Now, there was a taxi ride to their high-performance center where Argentina would train in a place called Hatfield, which mm. was a leafy suburb in Pretoria. took about an hour. Mm. The first time we went to Argentina's training, Mm. Maradona was in a center circle. You're allowed 15 minutes like you have seen in Russia as well. So mm-hmm. 15 minutes where you are allowed to see training. Mm. So Maradona was in the center circle mm. and he had the whistle in his mouth and he was instructing the team and they were going about the paces. And here was a team that had Messi. Yeah. Here was a team that had Tevez. Mm. Here was a team that had 1986 World Cup winning coach Carlos Bilardo as support staff. Mm. And everybody's attention was focused on Maradona, <laughs> period. Mm. His press conferences were events. I mean, they, <laughs> they, uh, they would be held in, those, in a very dank room in, 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 in the bowels of a stadium in Pretoria and mm. they would be packed. I mean, like, you know, you know, pre-match, you, you need pre-match press conference tickets. Yeah. So those tickets, the demand for those tickets were more then the demand for match tickets for many journalists. <laughs> and at every one of them, Maradona gave a performance. Mm. He would roll his eyes incredulously. He would laugh at a question. And once he climbed over to bear hug a journalist because he had met from some time who then became the story because we were all asking, okay, so how do you know Maradona? Mm. So this was, this Maradona press conferences were a looked forward to event for the journalists there. Mm-hmm. And of course, he didn't uh, disappoint us. He would give us those quotable quotes. He was taking a dig at Pele. <laughs> then, then the first time Argentina played against Nigeria, I think it was at Ellis Park, Johannesburg's other stadium. Mm-hmm. The stadium looked like it was 
taken out of Argentina. It didn't look like a stadium in South Africa. And mm-hmm. I remember one of the banners that strung high up on the terraces that thanked his parents, Dona and Tota, for, <laughs> for giving the world Maradona. And here, he was only the coach. I mean, this was somewhere, he was again, like uh, so many years later in Kolkata, mm-hmm. he was only the coach here. And mm. I think that was the only time in three World Cups that I've been to, mm. I have seen photographers completely ignore the players mm-hmm. and focus on a man who's wearing a suit as he as the teams come out before kickoff. And Maradona's used to it. So he he yeah. didn't even he was you know strutting about uh, while the players were warming up. It was an incredible takeaway from me. I mean, I have not <laughs> seen in any other game in the World Cup where the photographers completely ignored the teams that are playing. <laughs> and this was a team that had, as you said, Lionel Messi in it. So, it was quite yes. incredible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, Argentina started that tournament really well. But that quarterfinal loss to Germany must have stung. Uh, yeah, I mean, they had a very good squad. Uh, and Germany really played them off the park uh, that evening. Uh, but to be quite honest, I, I was really surprised to see Maradona being handed the job in the first place. I mean, I think even Maradona was surprised. I mean, oh, well, maybe he was not surprised, but a lot of other people were surprised as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had very little experience uh, as a coach, and all his experience yeah. came in the 90s, well over a yeah. decade uh, before he got yeah. the job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, that for that 2010 World Cup, Argentina, it's at a point it seemed like they would they wouldn't even qualify, but they eventually mm-hmm. did, and they play, started the tournament well. But Germany really taught them a few lessons that night, didn't they? <laughs> yes, they did. I mean, you know, this 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 happened one day after Brazil were knocked out of the World Cup. Brazil mm-hmm. were knocked out of the World Cup in Port Elizabeth. Mm. Uh, and then Argentina were knocked out in Cape Town the next day. Mm. Um, you're right. I mean, the, the, the coaching credentials or the lack of it mm. were, uh, you know, did catch a lot of people by surprise. Mm. Uh, but but then again, he was Maradona, you know, and so mm. uh, he 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 could he could pull off the the impossible. And uh, mm. who and when when Argentina, like you said, you know, they were almost not qualifying, and they qualified, I think, because Martin Palermo got goals mm. uh, and. Uh, Maradona's reaction was to fling himself on the pitch on a rain-soaked pitch somewhere yeah. in, in South American qualifiers to fling himself on the pitch. Again, you know, this is hardly how you expect a coach to behave. But then he was Maradona again. That afternoon, or rather, uh, Germany really, you know, showed them uh, how, how football would be played. It was a research in Germany. It was mm. a Germany that had done well in the 2006 World Cup and was going one step, mm. looked to go one step better in 2010. Mm. And it was a completely organized team performance. But so, so that 4-0 defeat was a fair result, I would think. And mm. again, my biggest memory of that game was, you know, Messi was being substituted late in the game, but the, by then the game was over. Mm. And... Uh, a couple of journalists in the media tribune had stood up and they'd left their laptops and they started taking pictures mm. saying that, you know, Messi doesn't deserve to be in this team. That was their reaction. And <laughs> my, my takeaway again was, you know, Maradona's trying to get Sergio Aguero ready, I think, to go on as a sub and Argentina mm. concede another goal. And what does the coach do? He buries his head in the back of his then son-in-law and is possibly weeping or something. Again, not the kind of reaction you expect of a coach. But then mm. that was Maradona. So till till he was there, it was a complete Maradona show. But I mm. think it was also it also told you 
that maybe everybody including the media and argentina were focusing on the great player he was yeah and ignoring the fact that you know he may not have the ability to form a great team mm-hmm. he had dreams of becoming a coach at a big club mm-hmm. but between 2010 and his death on november 25 2020 mm-hmm. all he did was coach at clubs like al wasl in dubai Mm. Gimnasia de la Plata and till you know his last club was Gimnasia de la Plata in Argentina mm. there were clubs that people hadn't heard of now it is mm. another story that, that the clubs became very popular because Maradona was associated with them but mm. neither their fortunes nor his reputation as a coach uh, mm. improved an incredible player who live on in our memories yeah absolutely i, I mean uh, as we said there are many who have won more trophies than him but very few he's never about the numbers he's never absolutely. about the numbers yeah. absolutely very so, few will have the kind of legacy that he has yeah i mean and he you know uh, my 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 first reaction when when i heard that news was coming out of argentina that he passed mm. was that it was a fa- it was a piece of fake news and you know mm. how could he die suddenly mm. because he had cheated that so often and mm. uh, over the years uh, we were kind of used to the fact that you know maradona has gone to hospital he'll come out mm-hmm. because he always has i mean he's mm-hmm. come out of worse so when they mm-hmm. said that they removed a benign tumor from his brain and mm-hmm. he was recovering and mm-hmm. then suddenly comes this news the first reaction was this is fake news so this doesn't so that is the kind of impact this man had he he was a man who mm-hmm. who, who could even you know drop a shoulder and cheat death mm-hmm. till of course the end came that was i think the magic of maradona See you next time then. This was an episode of Kicks for Free. Do like and follow us on @80smartcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and write to us at podcast@hindustantimes.com. You can also follow us on our Twitter handles at @dhimanht and at @bhargav sharma. You can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.